Welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Guybe. Good afternoon, folks. The great Matt Guybe with you from the Kingdom Corner Podcast, once again, where we do discuss all things dealing with the kingdom of God. And we have recently started a series of episodes on apostles and prophets, first time was back in late April. We started talking about apostles and prophets, the foundation of the kingdom. And then the last time we were together, we talked about apostles and prophets, and we began to get into the design and the definition. And we spent quite a time on a teaching, or I would say a post on Facebook by pastor friend of mine, Pastor Tyler Frick. And you can go back and listen to that audio because it has a lot to do with this subject. And so to start out again today, what I'm going to do is I want to read to you from the book of Ephesians. You've read this before, and we'll, we'll start out here in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by the craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects unto him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body be fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. And of course, here we have the Apostle Paul talking about building up the body of Christ, having it come to maturity in the picture of a human body, and he says, how is this accomplished? Because Jesus gave the offices of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, not so they would sit in the front of the congregations or churches or assemblies and do all the ministry, but so that they would train the saints up to do the work of the ministry. And it talked about in verse 16, I believe, that every joint had to supply something. And the only way the joint will supply something, the joint meaning in the word picture, a saint of God, you're a certain part of the body, a certain joint, maybe the ear, maybe the toe, maybe the, you know, the femur bone, whatever it might be, and you have a job to do. You are to supply something so the body might fitly join together and walk in maturity, no longer walk, tossed to and fro like every wave out there and being up and down spiritually. And unfortunately today, that is, I believe, the condition of a lot of the church. They're up and down. People are inconsistent in their walk. And I believe one of the major reasons is apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, the fivefold ministry has not really been established the way the Father wants to establish it. That's what I'm getting into. Apostles and prophets, the foundation of the church. And we want to spend some time there because it's important to have these building blocks in place. Remember the drawing that we drew together the last time we were together? Uh, just a simple drawing on notebook paper of a building or of a house or of a temple where you had a roof on it 
and it was real simple, and we labeled all the different ministries there. The door was the evangelist. The roof was the pastor. The real body of the house was teachers because they put everything in there in teaching, teaching the various topics that the church needs to grow. And then, of course, down at the bottom, split into, I had you split that into the foundation, about an inch of the six-inch drawing was foundation, apostle, and prophet. And that's what we're getting into. And let's go on. I want to read another scripture to you. Um, this is just kind of setting up our lesson today. And this is after Jesus has taught the parable of the seed and the sower, you know, about some fell on good soil, some fell on soil that was hard and did not take root, some was stolen by the birds of the air, and all this is a spiritual picture of, um, you know, the soil of a, of a person's heart and how the Word of God can take root. And then they came up to him afterward, the disciples, and they asked him a very good question. He said in the end, he who has ears, let him hear. And the disciples came, verse 10 of Matthew 13, 10 through about 11. And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? And Jesus, and he answered, Jesus answered and said to them, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. Oh, that's such a great scripture for us today in this in this uh, podcast. It's been granted unto the disciples to know the mysterion, as the Greek word says, which means that it's open to them to know the literal root word was to shut the mouth. The truth has been shut up, shut away for years and years, for hundreds of years, and yet in the new gospel age, the new covenant, it's being opened up. And there will be those on the scene, the ambassadors of Christ like Paul, that can speak to this mystery, to these unexplainable enigmas, to the mystradion. Mystradion, as the Greek word says. And it's only known to them, these secrets are only known to the initiated. Whoa, we have to be initiated in the Spirit of God to really understand these things and really understand these truths. I want to read another scripture and then... We're going to get right into some of the definitions that I'm thinking of tonight as I go through this. I want to want you to turn with me if you have your Bible or you can just listen. My favorite Bible verse in the New Testament, Ephesians 1, starting at 17 and going through about 19 or 20. Ephesians 1, 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you, and I'm talking to you today as well. Paul was writing this to the church of Ephesus but I'm speaking to you, the uh, Kingdom Corner podcast followers. If you're called to be here, you, you know this is for you. I pray that the eyes, well, let's go back, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now, we're talking about an uncovering. Uh, mystery was to shut the mouth, but now we're talking about an uncovering. He's praying for a spirit of wisdom and an uncovering, a revelation of the knowledge of him, that is of Jesus. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling. See, there's a calling. Each one of us, like I said in Ephesians 4, each joint has something to supply. So you have to know what it is you are to supply and even what part of the body you're to be. 
And so you need to be enlightened in that so you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in us, his saints. You know, he has a lot invested in us, you know, and he wants us to know that. And what is, verse 19, the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him to his right hand in the heavenly places. So this has all been done when Christ died on the cross and rose again. And of course, part of this package was the gifts. You know, he, he took captivity captive and gave gifts to men, as we read in Ephesians 4. And he wants us to understand what these gifts of the Spirit are and what the offices, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher are. And we talked a bit about that last week, quite a bit, and, you know, what it means to be in those offices, that it's more of functioning in a name and in a function than given some haughty title. But we went over that last week. I'm not going to go back there again uh, right now, but I want us to go on, and I want to read something before I get into some definitions, really get into the meat of apostles and prophets. I want to get into some definitions here, or not definitions, but I want to get into some uh, more of what Pastor Tyler Frick uh, had brought in regard to this. And I'm just quoting from one of his teachings, The Merge of Apostles and Prophets, a Stewardship of Space and Time. The Merge of Apostles and Prophets, a Stewardship of Space and Time. I'm reading from the lesson he taught on that, and this was almost two years ago, and I think it, apl it applies for us today and applies for what I'm going to be bringing about apostles and prophets in the future because I'm going to be touching on a lot of the things he brought, but also some things that God has enlightened me on on the subject. Are you a kingdom-minded leader who wants to understand how God is moving in your region or sphere of influence with actionable insight? Not just head knowledge, but something you can get the enlightenment on and run with. All right? That's what Tyler asked. Contextual and informative instruction to spiritual and relational kingdom truths that will give us an opportunity to access unique seasonal alignment. See, I want to say, since I come across Tyler almost two years ago, one of the things that he really enlightened me on, and I knew about it, but not to the extent uh, that I know now, is that there are times and seasons in the way God moves in this world. And we have to be in alignment with the seasonal time. We have to be in ready. Like, when does a farmer plant his crops? Not in the winter, but in the spring. And when does a surfer catch the best wave? Well, I don't really know, even though I've tried. I don't know how to surf, but I know that sometimes you can go too early and you crash, and other times you go too late and you miss a good wave, and we want to be on time, and I think now is the time to talk more and more about apostles and prophets, and we're going to miss this window if we don't begin to speak forth on these things that God is giving men and women of God, like Tyler Frick, I'll even say myself humbly, and other people I know about apostles and prophets, and the fivefold ministry, and how to function in that. Now, depending on how you apply yourself with the information that we share with you, or that I would share with you, it can create a real opportunity, I believe, where you are today, whatever, where you're at, whatever region, town, city, state you're in, to be a pivotal catalyst for God. Do you believe that? I hope you're not just listening to these podcasts just to fill your data bank with good information, good Bible information, but that it will begin to light a fire under you 
to live this out, to be a catalyst for God, to pour into order, to bring about change in your sphere of influence. Question, Tyler asks, are you willing to put in the effort needed? And I go on and on. We talked about this before, but you may be that quiet, unassuming guy or gal, and there's nothing in your mind exciting going on in your life. You don't think you're anybody special, and yet God is tapping you to be an apostle or prophet. And my question is, like Tyler asks, are you willing to put in the effort to make that come to fruition and to be a reality? You know, it's not all the mighty people he calls, but the humble before God and the ones that, like David, seek his heart and are man and woman after his own heart and mind. You may be in the middle of it all and realize there is much happening around you, but you want to learn some practical action steps to take in order to steward what God is giving you successfully. This is about prophets and apostles and the stewardship of the move of the Spirit of God. Are you surrounded by a... And this one really hit home for me. This has really lit a fire under me. I mean, I don't think I'm anybody special. Been a teacher in the church and a pastor sometimes for 40 years, but nobody's special. Nobody. I'm not out on the circuit. I'm not out on TBN or anything like that. But are you surrounded by a prophetic community but somewhat frustrated with the vague commonalities of it all, Tyler asks. A lot of the words with no infrastructural framework or flow through. Wow, that really just was highlighted to me. Yes, we all want to function in the prophetic, but what about understanding how to act with it, what to do with it? To truly get a grip on what God has for us, we must understand what the church has understood very little about with the offices of prophets, apostles, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. So let's get right into some definitions tonight before we before we, we are done. And I think we'll just go through the apostles for tonight and next uh, episode. We will talk about, about the prophets. And then from there, we're going to show and teach on how they merge and work together. So let's go talk about lay, uh, some real basic definitions down so you understand what when we talk about apostles. Apostles, of course, means in Greek, sent out one, one that is sent out. And I believe that, you know, close comparison to that would be like missionaries that are sent out. But not all missionaries, some are, but not all missionaries are really apostles in the biblical sense. So apostles, prophets, definitions, and we're going to apostles. Let's look at Hebrews 3.1. Hebrews 3.1. And I'm going to talk about, I think, three different or four different apostles here, or at least three. Hebrews 3.1, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. So, this is the high priest and the apostle, and it's the chief apostle. Jesus Christ was the chief apostle of apostles. Then we're going to go to Revelation 21:14, And the wall of the city had 12 foundation stones. And this is the heavenly city that is going to be in, in heaven for all eternity or, or on earth when it comes to earth. And the wall of the city had 12 foundational stones. And on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So first we have the chief apostle, Jesus. Now Revelation 21:14 talks about the apostle of the Lamb. You can find all the apostles of the Lamb... These were all the, all the gentlemen that followed Jesus for three and a half years, and the ones he called, except for Judas, who betrayed him. 
in Acts 1.13. Acts 1.13 lists them all. Then to find out, there was a casting of lots to see who would replace Judas, and that's in Acts 1.16-30. Acts 1.16-30. I believe it was Matthias, but there was a choice between Justice and Matthias, Acts 1.16-30. So that's the chief apostle, Jesus Christ, the twelve apostles of the Lamb, uh, you know, who followed Jesus in his ministry, were called by him. Now let's look at foundational apostles. This is kind of more of a classification of an apostle, of, and it shows what they're doing and what their duty, what what they were performing and doing. Ephesians two twenty. I think we've read this before. Ephesians two twenty. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus Himself being the chief, being the cornerstone. So this is the foundation. Apostle. What are some of their duties? And we can find from Scripture or some of their functions. What we want to say, they established the gospel. Romans fifteen eighteen to twenty. Romans fifteen eighteen to twenty. I'm going to read. For I will not presume. This is Paul speaking to speak of anything except that Christ, of what Christ has accomplished through me, resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed. He was a minister. He was an apostle to the Gentiles. I want you to write that down if you don't already know it. In the power of signs and wonders, he was performing signs and wonders, in the power of the Spirit, so that from Jerusalem and round about, as far as the Lycrum, I have preached the gospel of Christ. Thus I aspired to preach the gospel, not where Christ was already named, so that I would not build on another man's foundation. In other words, at that time he was going into new areas, which a foundational apostle does, and bringing the gospel of Christ, establishing people in the faith, establishing churches, and then he would go to the next area, and he was going places where the gospel had not yet been heard, okay? So that, that was a big thing in that day. Uh, I will make the point here, the foundational apostles today, 99% of them, 99.19% are in foreign lands. That's why I say they're compared to missionaries, but not all missionaries are apostles by the definition of the word of God. But they're going into places where the gospel of Christ has not yet been heard. They're establishing the gospel. Then the next thing they do, Acts 19, Acts 2, Acts 10. I'll let you read those yourself. You probably know them if you're a Christian who's been with the Lord very long. Acts 19, Acts 2, Acts 10, talking about ushering in the move of the Spirit. I believe Acts 19 starts out with, um, I think it was Stephen, preaching the gospel in that one area. And people were saved. And then later on, Paul came through, and hey, have you heard of the Holy Spirit? He said, no, they hadn't heard, so he got them baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then Acts 13, Paul in Antioch. Acts 13 is another example of Paul in Antioch. There are two elements to the foundational apostle. They lay a foundation of the gospel of Christ. In other words, they preach the gospel where it hasn't been preached, establish people in the faith, and then they bring in the move of the Holy Spirit with being filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then moving and exercising the gifts, and they're teaching how to move in the gifts. Like I said, they're teaching these joints how to minister in the gifts. You remember the joint, every joint supplieth from Ephesians? That's what they're doing. The next kind of apostle are the apostles that are mostly here in the States, and we would call them transitional apostles. And we can read a whole episode between Peter and Paul, I won't go into it now, but I think you're familiar with it. Peter and Paul, and in Galatians there, Paul was had to come and actually correct Peter. See what 
Peter was doing was he was ministering to the people there in that area. And then when the Gentiles would come in to break bread or to fellowship, he would go off and hide because he was not accepting of the Gentiles that they were accepted in the gospel of Jesus Christ yet. And Paul had to correct him. This was in uh, Galatians. I might just turn there for a second because I want to see something. Don't have this in my notes. Galatians uh, chapter 2, 1 to 15. Galatians right before Ephesians, of course. Galatians, let me see, 2, 1 to 15. So here we have one apostle, the apostle Paul. He wasn't one of the original ones, but he was correcting Peter. Must have been an interesting situation there. And letting him know, yes, the Gentiles were accepted. And uh, he didn't need to hold himself back from the Gentile Christians. Galatians 2, 1 to 15. Uh, he was in Antioch. That's where I wanted to see. He's in Antioch there. And uh, he had to, of course, correct Peter. So that's what a transitional apostle will do. He will correct things that are not in uh, order in a church. Titus 1, 5. Paul placed Titus in this church there to set in order the church. And see, it was actually Paul setting in order the church, but he was using his, his protege, Titus, to do that. Our apostles, like I said today, are mostly transitional apostles in this country. Possibly in the Old Testament, we could look at, even though it doesn't talk about the prophetic yet, because it's more of a new covenant teaching, we could talk about Daniel, Joseph, and even, I believe, Moses. I've been studying about Moses and the Exodus. Moses, he was a foundational apostle because he was, in a certain sense, because he was founding and establishing the nation of Israel in their faith at the time. And Daniel and Joseph to the leadership, one to Egypt and one, of course, to Babylon. Let's see where we're at on time here. We want to finish up. 1 Corinthians 9, 1, the functions of an apostle. So we talked more from those verses, kind of what they were doing, but this even gets into it more. They have a freedom in their operation in the metron or the area that they're ministering in, the, the region that they're ministering in. 1 Corinthians 9, 1, am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? This is Paul speaking, okay? Are you not my work in the Lord? Then there's also 1 Timothy 2, 12, Proverbs 17, 27, he who restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding temperate or excellent in spirit. And this is the character of an apostle because you have to be temperate. You have to be of a cool spirit. You have to be gentle and loving. I can imagine Paul talking to Peter. That must have been difficult. And so you have to have that kind of spirit when you're correcting people and bringing something new or transitioning something. Daniel 5, 12. This was because an extraordinary spirit, knowledge and insight that is an interpretation of dreams, explanation of enigmas, and solving a different, difficult problems were found in Daniel. That's why he was chosen. Whom the king named Belshazzar. So he let Daniel now be summoned and, and he'll declare interpretations of these dreams and so forth. So another thing, when you look at the word there of this um, cool spirit, it, it actually has connotation in Hebrew has, has to do with a spirit of overflow. And he was flowing in that, overflowing, in fact. He was had a heart of love, and he was a very magnanimous person. You know how to correct things and correct people in a gentle and loving way. And I'm not saying sometimes uh, apostles don't have to be a little more stern, but really that's how they begin to come across. 
And then the next one of the important things they do, John 20, 22 talks about Jesus breathing on the disciples to receive the Holy Spirit. And then along with that, Matthew 18, 18, truly I say to you then, to the disciples he was talking, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. And I mean, the apostles have the ability, you know, that's to every saint, of course, but really it was meant more also, I believe, for the apostle to do that. They have authority to bind and loose within a certain metron or jurisdiction that they are in. And like I said, they have a freedom to operate. I mean, Paul told the church in Corinthians that women were not to speak. Well, I'm not sure in our culture today that go over. Of course it wouldn't. So I'm just saying apostles led of God can bring certain direction to a certain region or a certain specific church that may not apply to another church or region, you know, and they, they need to be sensitive to the spirit. And then we need uh, the pro prophets to come in and to confirm the word that they're giving in these seasons and confirm the word through the laying forth, outlying, outlaying different conditions that need to be met. So tonight or today we've talked about def definitions of apostles and prophets and we only got through the apostle. I want to read one more thing before I quit. One more thing, if I can find it in my notes. I think it's very applicable to what we're going to be talking about. I want you to listen to this. Because apostles are the ones that are sent out, and they're the ones that lay the foundation, that really lay the network, as it were, that brings salvation. Or in some instances, they transition things from something that's not quite right to what would be in order that God wants but sometimes they're like my friend Tyler talks about. They pull the chairs out from under pastors, from under leaders. They pull the chairs out. In other words, the crutch out of something that maybe has been a pet doctrine or a pet belief or a pet tradition, and they replace it with what God wants. And that, that sometimes surprises people. Sometimes uh, if you fall on your butt, it hurts a little bit. Um, but we as church leaders, we need to get over that. When apostles minister that way, we need to get over that because God has something better for us. So I want to read one more thing. Without apostles, we have no infrastructure or foundation for a successful ministry. However, and we're going to get into this next week more, more to the prophet. Without prophets, we have no vision for administrating or administering the apostolic conduct. You need both. You need both the apostle and prophet and you most likely, most especially in the New Testament uh, covenant that we're in, the New Testament church, you find them working together. So with that, I'm going to say make it a great day. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Kingdom Corner podcast. Be blessed. Hey, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner. Make sure you click that subscribe button so you get notified every time we release a new episode. Welcome to the family.